Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. So you just moved to Los Angeles to be an actor. What do you do now? Stay tuned. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz There you go. Hey. Breakaway. Who is it? Kelly Clarkson. There you go. Any other fun facts? This is my, my friend today, Tim, is the <laughs> king of fun facts. Any fun facts about this oh, song? Not the song. A fun fact about Kelly Clarkson. She oh, played Simon Cowell on Reba, the sitcom. So that was kind of fun. See? There you go. Mocking herself. There so. you go. You are uh, hearing the voice <laughs> of uh, a former student of mine mm-hmm. um, and someone who listened and heard about the two-year plan coming to Los Angeles because I met him in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Five years ago? Uh, Five years ago. Five years ago. Uh, And we're going to learn more about him and how he applied the two-year plan, which I am talking about today. Recalling last week, you heard Chris Darga and I, who came up with this plan. We uh, met Tim in Nashville and told him all about it. Last week, you talked about what you did to prepare for the Mm two-year plan. This week, we're talking about the actual two-year plan once we get here with... Tim Peck from Nashville, who heard about uh, the two-year plan from Chris and I Mm -hmm. in an acting class in Nashville. We're going to get into that in just a second, but before that, we're going to start with the regular segment of the show, Sean's Week. What happened in my week this week? Okay. Writing-wise, we're still on hold with the pilot. Um, My friend of mine, my friend, my co-writer, is uh, still taking some time to get a few things together, and we stepped back for a couple weeks. This is the play Psyche on Vine, which Mm -hmm. Tim saw. Absolutely. Um, But uh, a movie I wrote two years ago is getting some traction. I found an executive producer, and it's getting some financing. And I just made a big decision this week uh, because a close friend of mine convinced me that I am actually going to direct it. Nice. So I'm going to direct it, star in it, uh, produce it, and I co-wrote it. Nice. So it's a horror comedy, and so it's called Crust, and I will keep you guys abreast of what's going on with that. Auditioning, Tim, mm-hmm. I've had the craziest week. Mm-hmm. So I told you guys last week I got pinned for one show. Then the following week I got pinned for another show. This week, now I can't say the project or the casting director. I went in, and I had a good feel for the project and the character. And I went in, and the casting director literally pulled me out and said, listen, I'm not supposed to do this, but you're amazing. This is your part. It's fantastic. It's going to be great. When we read the breakdown, we thought of you. It's going to be great. Just so go in there and have fun. Went in there, had fun. They were like, oh, this is so you. It's perfect. It it couldn't be more perfect for you. Called my agent and said, you know I'm never going to get it, right? And they were laughing. They go, oh, when they say that, they love you. That's why they're so supportive. But, of course, they went with a fat dude. 
Nice, <laughs> nice. So, uh, but, but, you know, it's kind of like a Hollywood curse. The more they say, mm-hmm. the, the, the character actor curse is always um, when they say, we love you, we're going to have you back on the show so many times when you've done a guest star, mm-hmm. you'll never see that stage again. Correct. You're never going to be on that stage. So uh, the more people show their enthusiasm for you in the room, it's, mm-hmm. I've always had the experience that I never get the job. Yep. But... A lot of good, fun things going on, especially with the movie. So it was a really big week. So now let's get to our topic. The two-year plan is basically coming to Los Angeles just like if you went to med school or Mm -hmm. law school and gave yourself all that time to focus on your career. And we, Chris and I, as you saw last week, came to Nashville, and uh, we talked about it with my guest, Tim Peck, and this was five years ago. So tell me the impression that you got from that workshop. I was very impressed. It was a two-day workshop, a Saturday and a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And um, I think you divided it up into quarters where most yeah. of it was scene study. But one of the quarters was you and Chris, you got out your dual binders that yeah. was the same material, and you did the little three-ring binders, and you went page by page. <laughs> yes. like, you do this, then you do this. And I think most of those kids in that room were stunned, like, you know, I'm never going to be able to do this. But I thought I could. It just, uh, it would Why just take... did you think you could? Because acting for me then was such a, just a, explosion of a, of an idea for me because I never even thought about acting till I was 47 took my wow. first acting class in Nashville and you were probably you were like three months into my acting career wow I didn't where know I was like okay early. I can probably do this because you were the first person I actually recognized even though my teacher had been on all my children for 10 years I didn't recognize them <laughs> but you were the first person I actually recognized and we want to give a plug for Alan Dicer yes in, absolutely uh, Nashville Tennessee fantastic yeah. teacher so if absolutely. you're in the Nashville area take classes from yeah, Alan absolutely. Dicer uh, and so when you walked into the room it was like oh that's the got milk kid so that was <laughs> funny and so it was actually a realistic uh, touch with Hollywood let's say and, okay. you, and you had a plan because you knew what you were doing your, your career was 30 years established so it's like what you're doing is very serious, and I thought I could probably do this. Now I did not move for another 20, a couple of years, twenty months, yeah, because okay. it was yeah, yeah, almost two years. Right, you're right, right. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So New Year's Day 15 is when I moved out here. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so to recap what we did last week, guys, getting prepared mm-hmm. for the two year, and then I'll uh, touch on a few others because some of those as you prepare. for for coming, you continue those um, aspects once you get here. Mm-hmm. One was log in experience. Make sure that you're um, taking classes or doing community theater, which Absolutely. Tim obviously said he Absolutely. was taking classes. Did you do any theater there? I did or? not do theater there, but, but you did some film stuff, right? Student films uh, or commercials? Yeah, okay. I did many student films at Watkins School of Film, and I think that's it, School of Film. Watkins, yeah, and yeah. because there's not much of my demo running around there, tall, bald, white guys in their 50s yeah, so yeah, trying, yeah. To, trying to do films. So once I did one, it was just like, okay, will you do mine? Will you do mine? Will you do mine? Right. So I, I was kind of like the Philip Seymour Thomas <laughs> of <laughs> Nashville student films, which is not saying anything. Well, no, but the great thing is, like we said, log in your experience. Yeah. Okay. Secondly, we also talked about saving money. Yes. 
Yes, absolutely. So how did you handle that? Okay, a little bit different aspect at going in at 49, because most kids come out here between 18 and 25. So it's a little bit different for me uh, being uh, a little bit older. But yes, whatever value you think you need, you're going to need twice that. You really are. We said said you can't move out here without a minimum, and this is bare minimum of like $5,000 in a coffer. Yeah. And I would think it probably falls maybe between five and ten. Yeah. But you could come out of here with five, live a month, but it, you've got to really hit the ground yeah, running that, in that month. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the other thing we talked about last week getting ready for the two-year plan was know your type. And mm-hmm. you just kind of oh touched gosh. on that. Oh, my gosh. You knew exactly yes. how you were going to get cast, probably from the student films, right? Absolutely. Now, I played a little bit of a, kind of a sweeter character in student films, but uh, primarily the creepy guy. Primarily the prisoner yeah. or the killer or the whatever. Right. Uh, because of the lines on my face, I have such character and lines. that Bald head, yeah. tall. Oh, my gosh. He's tall. You can't see, but and he's pale. tall. Pale is scary as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Very fair-skinned, and that's scary. Yeah, but, yeah. but, but okay, so here's a great point, guys. Notice how Tim's talking about this. He's not saying, oh, what a shame. He's not saying, oh, I'm so ugly. He's not. It's just kind of matter of fact. Oh, no. He knows he's his oh, business, yeah. and he knows his product. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely. your product. That, oh, with joy, I know my product. Yeah, but, that, <laughs> but that's what you're selling, yeah, and that's absolutely. really uh, fantastic. Yeah. So uh, let's get into it, guys. Let's jump into what do you do when you mm-hmm. actually get to Los Angeles? Angeles. Okay, so overall, um, the most important thing is that the next two years are about acting. Now, mm. I'm not saying don't have friends. Mm. I'm not saying you can't have a relationship or mm. you know boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. But the main drive, mm. just like people going to med school and law school to hammer it, to hammer the point, is that's their focus Absolutely. for that time. You have to buckle down and focus. So these two years are about that. Why? Mm. Why? The reason we say that is, say you come out here at 22 uh, and you do it for two years. Let's say it doesn't pan out. Mm. Let's say you're not satisfied with the lifestyle or you don't have the correct attitude to navigate through this. If you go home and you're 24, when you turn 80 someday, you're going to say, well, I gave it a shot. Mm -hmm. And what's the phrase about the pound of regret or, you know, uh, the fear of trying something Mm -hmm. is way better than the pound of regret that you'll have if you never tried it. Yeah, of course. And so you give it a real shot, but don't come out here and dabble. I guess that's my point. You can't dabble in this because there's a lot of people come out here and they start and they get a side job and the side, I know uh, personally, uh, a co-worker of a friend of mine who did that came out here and uh, he got caught up in a relationship and his side job and he hasn't done anything for his acting and he Mm. moved out from far away. So that stuff can happen. So don't move out here for acting unless you're going to do it right physically day and night and keep that focus. So that's the overall message for you today. Mm. So number one, when you get here, that's the ding. I'm going to try that again. Watch, watch this. Number one. See, I like the little pregnant pause. Uh, find a cheap apartment or a room. Okay? So why do I say that? Because your overhead has to be low, meaning your transportation and your apartment, because the extra money, we want it to go 
to pursuing acting. Yeah. All the things you'll need, the classes, the headshots, yeah. um, you know, uh, certain clothes you need to get for auditions, anything. That's where that extra money has to go. So we don't want you to come out here and have an expensive apartment and then just say, oh, I can't afford that class. Right. Because you're not here to have an expensive apartment. You're here to live lean. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I told you guys last week, I slept on an air mattress in a crappy apartment with four guys Mm -hmm. in a two-bedroom. So I was sharing it, and I went to sleep on the air mattress, deflated every night. So, uh, Tim, in terms of living, Mm -hmm. uh, so I I say cheap, um, definitely has some kind of parking or some situation for your car, Mm -hmm. and definitely... Either a small room mm-hmm. or uh, roommates. Yeah. Definitely, because I told you guys right down the hall last week that I have two two-bedroom apartment, four young actors, yeah. you know, sharing that. Now, I know you don't have roommates, correct? correct. So what I'm did you stu- do to do I'm in your... the studio. There you go. Uh, also, my mom's uh, my mom's best friend's husband was in the industry on the, on the production side for 40 years, and he said... Do the Oakwood for one month. They have one month leases. Now that's not cheap, but it's it's it, it keeps you from having pressure of looking for an apartment you don't want. So I signed a one month lease, fully furnished at Oakwood, okay. and I casually took thirty days to find my real apartment, which I did. So just yeah. a really quick side yeah. note for people who don't know what Oakwood is: I'm it's sorry. a set of apartments. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, but it's a set of apartments. I think there's a few in Los Angeles, but I know. Did you do the one in Burbank? Or yeah, off, uh, the the Oakwood that all the celebrities yeah, talk about yeah. when they moved here. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great place to come, um, and you come and you can get an apartment really quick. Right. And like Tim said, so you can month-to-month lease. Mm-hmm. It's filled with actors. So there is yeah. actually just by living there and participating yeah. in some events, there's networking yeah. right off the bat. Yes, there is. So that's a great way to do it if you came to Los Angeles. I'm sure they have similar things around the country. Um, there's a thing um, here called Upstart. Which Cat Smith is okay. going to be staying at, right. and they have just little pods, very basic housing, and uh, like a bunk bed situation. But uh, they also have recording studios, um, th- a green screen to do some filming. They have teachers coming in to mm-hmm. to teach uh, seminars and things. That's another way you can do it. Yeah. Or so, what did you do? You thirty days so in I did the Oakwood. Thirty day lease, and then I moved to Studio City in a in a studio. Okay. Uh, and I was there three years, and then I moved to Pasadena in another studio. And you were saying that was Pasadena uh, cheaper, or it was the same price? Now it's but you a got little, a lot more amenities or something. Yeah, it's just a quieter neighborhood. Okay, the people aren't on a, are stacked on top of one another like okay. they are in Studio City. The density is less. Okay, in Pasadena. It's just yeah. a quieter neighborhood, and I'm 52 years old, so <laughs> it's going to be more to my liking. A little, little bit more than like, but but so the main takeaway here: studio. Yeah, oh, you didn't come yeah. get the nice. Oh no no no! Don't don't try yeah. to be like. Well, I have to get a wooden bedroom because my mom might come visit. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she might. And guess her mom's staying in a hotel. Air, yeah, <laughs> or an air mattress. Yeah, exactly. You know? So great. So that's really really important to yes. get your. So when you get here. Get situated in a... Now, a lot of people might have a friend. Mm. People couch surf when they come out here. But take that first month to find your apartment and make sure you're living lean. Yes. Very, very lean. Okay. Number two. (laughs) Get a job with flexibility Mm -hmm. to free up the days and or nights for classes. Now, what does that mean? You cannot do a regular nine to five job. Now... 
That's for the long haul. Mm. If you came out here and wanted to do temp work, which is different, and that's nine to five, that's flexible. So maybe you put yourself in the temping pool for Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Mm -hmm. and your acting classes are on Tuesday and Thursday. Mm -hmm. So that's fine. But I'm talking about a regular nine to five job. You're going to miss out on a lot of classes, and most definitely you're going to miss out on audition opportunities. So you need a job uh, that's why so the the cliche is that you are a waiter. Mm-hmm. Why? Because let's say I have a waiting shift at eight o'clock on a Wednesday, and at seven o'clock I just got an audition for the next day that I need to work on. Well, a lot of waiting jobs will have subs. You can call people to cover mm-hmm. your shift. Mm-hmm. There's it's flexible, so that's really good. And then a lot of waiting jobs, the best shifts are at night, mm-hmm. so you don't miss any of the days. Mm-hmm. And even if you work at night, you might work Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I think we have a friend, Megan, who her shift was like Wednesday through Sunday or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she or Thursday through Sunday, mm-hmm. and she did her classes Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So that's the way you can always work around the system if you have a flexible job. Another one is bartender. Same idea, flexible. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, like I said, do temp work. A lot of people work from home. You can do remote stuff. But a very popular one these days is either driving for Uber or Lyft mm-hmm. because that's really in control. And yeah. that's your that's gig, right? Yeah, I, I drive Lyft. I'm a night person, so okay. that, that helps. And I drive at night. Um, and I love it. And you meet people and when they share their stories, it's so interesting. And people okay. from all walks of life, when I say all, I'm talking about A-L-L, all walks of life. So here's here's a great thing, guys, because we talked about learning uh, the first week about, you know, being able to study human behavior, mm-hmm. uh, you know, be open to a new way of thinking. What a great classroom yeah. that is. Yes, yes it is. Because you can, I mean, what great characters you yep. could glean mm-hmm. from. Yes. What's what's one of your favorite stories from Uber driving? Oh, absolutely. That My top story, which I tell all the time whenever uh, someone asks me, what's your, what's your most interesting story? I, <laughs> well, let me tell you. It'll be real quick. I'm not going to bore No worries. You. No. Uh, we're at the very famous Bob's uh, Big Boy on, in Toluca Lake on Riverside. It's been there since 1949. The Beatles ate there. There's actually a plaque at their booth. Yeah. So yeah. it's a very famous landmark. Yes. And it was one in the morning during last October because here in Los Angeles, Halloween is not October 31st. It's all of October. Yes. So Universal Studios has Halloween Horror Fest, which goes till 2 in the morning, even on a Thursday night. Wow. So that's going to be important in just a second. <laughs> so I, I pull up, and Toluca Lake is very affluent, very quiet. Yes. So by 1 in the morning, there's not a car on the street. I stayed on the street, and I saw my pickup. Her name is Zoe, very attractive woman. And she was with her friend. And I could just tell by her body language something was wrong. And they were talking to an older gentleman like my age. The girls are in their 20s. And this older gentleman was talking to him. I was like, uh-uh, something's wrong. You're not messing okay. with my girls. And I don't know these people, but still, you're not messing with my girls. Yeah. So I pulled into the parking lot, rolled down the window, and I said, Zoe? She goes, yes, like I saved her life. She gets in the car, her friend gets in the car, and both in the back seat. The window is still rolled down, and the gentleman they were talking to, well-dressed, good-looking, in his 50s, sure. leans in the car and goes, I'm so sorry, I'm so embarrassed. Um, I'm a doctor at St. Joe's, and someone broke into my car. Now, at this point, I'm second city trained. I worked in the hospital as a graphic designer in marketing for 21 years. So I combined those two. So let me give it to you in proper timing. Ready? (laughs) I'm a doctor in St. Joe's, and somebody broke into my car. What kind of a doctor are you? I'm a pediatric cardiologist. Huh. What are the four chambers of the heart? (laughs) 
<laughs> he had no idea. All right. So, of course, he was faking. I took off. The girls start laughing. The girl said he never asked us for money, sex, or anything. He just kept giving us a sad story. Great. I dropped the girls off in Burbank. I get a call for Universal Studios. Great. I go up there. It's a mom in her 40s with her two daughters, teenage daughters. The girls get in the back. Mom sits up front. The story I just told you is now five minutes old. So I tell her. She's so excited and laughing so hard. She goes, that guy has been around for years. That's what? his jam. He Instead of asking you for one and $2 like most typical homeless people, he'll ask you for $100 and then get your information, wink, wink, and, wow. and then pay you back. Like, wow. But the thing that upsets me is if you're going to do your little scheme and try to get money from people, do that to me. Do that to Sean. Do, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. do that to young women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but, I mean, what a great... Again, what a great character! Oh my you gosh, could, you could probably write a short about that guy. Oh my gosh, you yeah. could play that guy. Yeah, and, and I even tell I even tell my lift writers is uh, I'm an actor and I play creepy guys. So I always yeah. turn back to the the writer when I'm telling the story and I go, and I can't wait to see that guy again. <laughs> Oh, that is creepy. <laughs> the creepy guy, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Tim, yes. the creepy guy. So if anyone has a, a project in need of a creepy guy, mm-hmm. you have one right here. But yeah, I mean, and then you, but you can set your own hours. And oh, then yes. if you have a busy audition week or whatever, mm-hmm. you just max out more. Mm-hmm. You, you can adjust, oh, right? Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the takeaway, guys, is that we... You need a job that is flexible, you yeah. and you one that you have more control over. Yeah. Um, even when I had a downtime, and we're going to talk about the roller coaster of acting, the ups and downs. I had a downtime in the early two thousands, from well, two thousand four to two thousand eleven, mm. and I had a kid and kid, two daughters, a mortgage, and I had to get a side job. Yeah. And it was actually going into Costco's and doing demonstrations for a high end blender. Mm. And the key for me, because you'd have to do them ten days at a time, and for me to make really good money, I would do ten days and then ten days off and then ten days again was i immediately focused on becoming a trainer Mm -hmm. so i could have someone in the booth at all times then if i had to do an audition i could always leave Mm -hmm. um and i could um take a day you know say this is the day you need to be on your own so i could Mm -hmm. take a day off to focus on my acting so acting was still the priority even though i had to take a step back and and help out my family a little bit so it's really all about the flexibility more than anything. So the mistake is it's not about the money. It's mm. about the flexibility. Again, focus being on the acting yeah. always. Yeah. Now, this is one of the most important, and we're actually doing a whole episode on this uh, next week, but you need to find an acting class. Mm-hmm. It's cr- oh, Hold on. Number three, three. <laughs> find an acting class. Oh, my engineer is going to kill me. Uh, so you need to find an acting class. Why? Number one, you need to be studying. Mm-hmm. Like we said, this is a, if you were in med school, if you were in law school, um, you would be learning cases or learning you know, medical procedures or mm-hmm. biology or anything. This is what you need to do is you need to get into a class and you need to learn something new. Now, you might go into improv. Again, we're going to do an episode on that. Um, you could go into dramatic acting. You could pick your lane, mm-hmm. which you really want to focus on most. 
Um, what was your first class? First one was Crater, Crater Studios. And all classes here, they should let you audit first. And if they say, no, you can't audit, you just have to pay money. Don't do that. But most, most, if not all, will let you audit. I audited Crater. It was great. Loved it. Did it for maybe eight months. Okay. And then uh, my next one uh, was Second City. That was my focus. And that's a two-year curriculum at Second City here in Los Angeles. So that was my only class for two years. And then I did your class, and now yeah. I'm in the Will Wallace School in Burbank, and that's scene study, and I love that. Okay. I really enjoy that. Okay, so the other part of taking classes is the most important is the people you meet. Oh, yeah. It's the networking. Yes. It's meeting other actors. Yeah. And this is when you meet these people, these are going to be the people who say, oh, I just got an agent. Oh, do you like them? Yeah. Yeah. You're friends with them and then say, do you think your agent would have my type or need my type? Mm -hmm. Sure. Then they might give you an introduction. So many, I got so many agents. I got a manager from classes. Mm -hmm. Um, I was in the Groundlings and so when I performed in the Sunday show, Uh agents and managers came to that. But the people that I met there Chris Darga, for yeah. one, uh-huh. um, have been lifelong friends. Yeah. Lifelong friends. Absolutely. And have just worked with Jay Kogan, uh, who did the show uh, School of Rock, which okay. you guys came with me, I just yeah. saw a year ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, through Groundlings, mm-hmm. um, people I've known for 30 years. And those are people you met in acting class. I also. And when I was at Playhouse West, Sean Barnes was a great student friend of mine. And because I had a good attitude and the right attitude, 25 years later, he helped me uh, get a job and teach in North Hollywood. So that is really one of the most important parts of the acting class. Tell me about the people you met in your classes. Absolutely. And when I was looking for an agent here in Los Angeles, I would ask people like, who's your agent? Do you like them commercially, theatric or whatever? Right. And my first... 45 weeks here, yeah. I would email at least one agent a week because I found out through someone that I met in an acting class there or go. maybe a casting director workshop. Okay. Um, and it was uh, with 100% failure. The, sure. The agents, they wouldn't even reply back. But the moment I got my SAG card, the moment, right. the next one I inquired to, I signed with. They said, wow. come on in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I signed with. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about the SAG card coming up. Okay. But, but yeah. Yeah. But but again, through a friend in class, Absolute, right? Absolutely. Now tell uh, your you just told me about a carpool you're doing tonight to go yeah. to your groundlings classes and tell me about the two friends uh, there. Uh, that that would be Carol. Do we do you use last name? Sure. Names? Okay, that's Caroline Dingwall and Megan um, Williams. Yeah, they were. Um, th- yeah, go ahead. So I met Caroline at a casting director workshop with Lindsay Weissmuller, but I I don't know if I technically met her. I think she was just in the class. Okay. And then we saw each other at a car wash. We did not know each other's names, but uh, we kind okay. of played it off. Right. <laughs> and we then we uh, we actually became friends at that point, and then that's when I had one of my coffees with you because when I moved here I'd have six month coffees with you Yes, and you said I just started teaching at Studio 4 you know come audit it come check it out and I sure. did and I told my friend Caroline she's like well I'll go too so we came and we we uh, we joined the school and yeah. it was great and that's where we met Megan yes. and it was uh, it was a delight and those three hit it off now we're the three amigos yeah, <laughs> now yeah. we're just uh, inseparable it's yeah and fun. they and they help each other absolutely they did, now haven't you started kind of a support 
um, group. Yeah, that... Megan does that. She's uh, it's called Back Booth. Okay, and it's just actors getting together, supporting one another, putting on showcases, trying to write short films. But and... aren't you a part of that? I am. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. So Caroline's a part of that. So you know these friends. You know you take the journey with yeah, them, absolutely, and you support each other. You help each other, and all of these, a lot of these people, you will meet in your acting class. Oh, so it's yeah. not just about learning. Yeah, it's going in there with like-minded people and and again the more people you know this Uh is hands down the more people you know in this town the more opportunities you will have yeah period yep so even going to different classes Mm -hmm. um and meeting new people and different people that's really uh really really crucial so that's why taking an acting class is so important number four Ooh, that wasn't my that, that, that wasn't my fault. <laughs> We're getting it's a very it's a brand new thing, folks. Be right. patient with us. Uh, if you can do extra work, now why do I say this? Because if you've never been on a set, um, this is a way to figure out what a set works and looks like. Um, and I would say do uh, a film drama, maybe a sitcom with three cameras. Uh, maybe a movie if you can, but I would only do it to learn about the set and don't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So remember when I was telling you about people who came out here and said, oh, I'm going to be an actor, and they said, oh, a quick way to make good money is by doing extra work. Well, they get stuck in that, mm-hmm. and they're, they cannot get out, and they go, oh, I'm an actor, but I've been on this show for four years. And I said, well, how do you go to auditions? Well, that's what I have to work on. After four years, mm-hmm. so it's real easy to get stuck in that. Mm-hmm. It's a group of nice people. You're on a set. They mm-hmm. treat you pretty decently. Mm-hmm. You get decent money. You're working all the time, so you can't spend that money. Mm-hmm. So I can see why it's enticing. But if you want, again, this is and this is not to knock extra people. What I'm saying is if you want to be an actor, mm-hmm. you cannot be an actor and an extra at the same time. It's yeah. just too long. Yeah too long and fills your day yeah. now you didn't do extra work correct uh mine's a little unique okay. i did two episodes of background for the show nashville while i was in nashville there you so go. i got a feel of a network drama and there then you go. Uh, let's go back to alan dicert alan dicert uh did a was producing a film called all my my many sons okay. about uh david lipscomb's basketball coach who was a legend okay in nashville and he wanted to hire two um standing a female and a male. So he just hired the most responsible people in his class. Okay. So he hired me and Alexa McFadden. Okay. And I was on set 12 hours a day for six weeks. I know exactly how set runs. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was there every day. Because as the stand-ins, you have to be there the moment the production guys arrive and you leave. You're the last ones to leave. So there you go. Yeah. So yeah. you got your experience oh, on a set. Tenfold, So you yes. know exactly. So mm-hmm. you didn't. So a little bit in Nashville, a little bit here. Oh, no, both in uh, Nashville. Uh, both in Nashville. And I just out of curiosity, I don't know the guy's name, but uh, the male lead in Bring It On, he was a teenager at the time because it's like 18 years ago. Okay, he was shooting a short for uh, like a like a buzz reel for a feature film. Okay, and the, it said background work, and you're going to be in a plane in Van Nuys. And I was just so curious, how are we going to be in an airplane in Van Nuys? So I applied for it, got it, and it was just a soundstage where they reconstructed an airplane. Sure. So I did 
did one background job out of curiosity. It's like, how are they going to make a plane in the NIS? <laughs> and so I'd, I've done one background job here. But, but yeah. great. You, yeah. you can Now, if you are fortunate to live in a town that does have work, uh, Atlanta or mm-hmm. somewhere, New Orleans, mm-hmm. you can get that done before you get to L.A. But it's yes. definitely something you should check off. Uh, aren't you glad you had been on a set? Absolutely. And even student film help with like that sound was gonna speed. Say, like sound speed. Like, what is that? Right. When you hear it for the first time, you're so like, what? Right. And then it just becomes the norm. And then you go on a professional set and it's 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 all the same. It's yeah. just you're getting paid for it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's another reason if you can when you're in your town to do student films because mm-hmm. you will learn a set to the slightest. But when you come to L.A., if you can do, you got to do Nashville, which was obviously a huge show. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can do any kind of work either in your town or when you get here, it's crucial. But again, do not do not keep doing it. Two to three weeks mm-hmm. tops. Correct. And then get out. And you have to get out. So last week we also talked about a few things that we're going to continue uh, right now, which we said, you know, get ready to learn how to network when you're at home. But now when you get here, continue networking. Mm -hmm. So uh, Tim was always really good. Whenever I went to Nashville, he was always one of the people that signed up first. Um, Whenever I did my workshops, he was always there, responsible, did the work. And when he came to, he said he was going to be coming to L.A., I think you told me in Nashville, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You told me in Nashville, so I said, you know, absolutely, keep in touch. And speaking of networking, he would insist that we have a coffee every six months. Mm -hmm. And I thought, God, how smart, Mm -hmm. you know, really smart. We'd just check in. Um, He would... No real agenda, but just saying, hey, this is someone I know. He's in the business. And because of one of the coffees, like Tim mentioned, he became part of my comedy troupe uh, in North North Hollywood. Um, the, uh, the Knots? The Knots. The oh. NoHo Townies. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we had... Uh, he was a star of many of our shows and killed it. And a fan favorite, mm-hmm. my daughter's favorite. She would always be excited to see you. And when we do a show and she goes, is Tim in it? I go, oh, he's not in this one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Amy, yeah. big fan. Yeah. So, uh, But that was all because Tim made sure that we kept in touch. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you know, we were able to help him out there. And now because of my class, they felt more confident in their improv. And they're starting their growlings tonight, yeah, right? Absolutely, yeah. 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 So really good with uh, Megan and, and Caroline mm-hmm. and uh, well, Tim. Caroline's, Caroline's going to go advanced. She's, she's an advanced class. She's an advanced, to be yeah, fair. Yeah. But they're all going together, which yeah. and they all met in my class, yeah. which is great. Yeah. So uh, networking, really important. Um, any other networking stories since you've been here? Uh, it's just real important to, when you meet somebody, the uh, the connection and be memorable and always make the eye contact and have energy all the time, don't Yeah. Because so many people have this entitled Right, uh, way about them, and it's just like no, just be charismatic and memorable. Yeah, and now, don't be f- glued to your phone. Yeah, and yeah, you, you will make more of an impression. Right. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Own the room, walk in the room, and own it. Yeah, don't, don't be arrogant. There's yeah. there's a line between confident and arrogant. Yes, and try not to cross over to arrogance, but always just own the room when you walk in. Yeah, uh, learn the business. Uh, continue to learn the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Uh, Keep studying. No, no, those aren't those weren't official numbers. I'm sorry. That's my. <laughs> 
We're working out the numbers and dinging things, everybody. Uh, the movie. <laughs> Don't you have a wah, wah in there anywhere? Uh, but the plays, movies, TV, keep watching stuff. Are you keeping up on any shows that you like? Or? Yeah, my, my two favorite shows are both on FX, and that's okay. Better Things with uh, Pamela Adlon. And my favorite comedian is Zach Galifianakis, right. even though Louis Anderson has stolen that show. That's I mean, what I heard. It is so good. I mean, Louis Anderson yeah. is a... Is hilarious, right? He's yeah. so good. And what's the name of the show? It's the uh, Zach Galifianakis is uh, Baskets. Baskets. I, right. I really want yeah. to see that because I'm a fan of his. Yeah, those are the two shows I'm really dedicated. But if to. you had a if you had an audition for a show, you had no idea. Would you look it up on YouTube? Oh, of course, you have yeah. to. Yeah, yeah, you have to get the tone of it if you've never seen it. Right. To see uh, what they're looking for. So this is what we talked about all that stuff last week uh, at home to study TV, movies, shows, things like that. But you want to continue that while you're here so now we're going to say do those things for the first six months get into your classes really get settled um feel good about what you're doing steve martin had a great quote that said so many people worry about their headshots when shouldn't you worry about being good first yeah so take six months this is my advice you can do it as you wish but take six months and settle that uh, settle into your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you, the apartment doesn't work out and you have to move. But you mm-hmm. you want to get settled in your job, your apartment, your classes, everything you're doing. Mm-hmm. So six months later, I say once you feel really good, then start in, uh, uh, inquiring about number seven. Yes. Uh, get headshots. Mm-hmm. That was actually number six. I'll do it again. Number six. <laughs> Get hatch- We're killing it on the numbers, guys. The numbers and the dings are the... <laughs> Everybody's going to be talking about that. Uh, get uh, headshots, okay? And here's the simplest, simplest thing. First of all, networking in your acting classes, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Who can you get headshots from? Exactly. Where do you get them from? How did you get find your person to take uh, your through, headshots? Uh, Act Now, Casting Director Workshops, they would have uh, business cards or okay. little five-by-seven cards posted okay. of... And they usually would give discounts to the members of that school. There you go. And that's how I got mine is, is Ennis Casey. And he's taken my headshots three times in three years. There you go. And he's great. I highly recommend him. Yeah. He's, uh, he, does, he does wonders. And he's in the Valley. Yeah. And yeah. that, uh, and again, you know, because you're in an acting class, they gave you a discount. Yeah. Mine is Yvonne Macias, who's mm-hmm. fantastic. She's taken several people. She took Caroline's, yeah, sure I think. Did. Sure did. Uh, did mine. Um, did a few other people from my class. Emilio. Yeah. Um, bunch of different people. She's great, uh, Yvonne Macias. Um, and I always give a discount to my students. Mm-hmm. She will give a discount to any of the students in my classes. Mm-hmm. So um, that's that's one way to find them is in your classes, networking with your friends. But number one rule of your headshots, they must look like you. Correct. There's a problem. A lot of people want to... It, I think it's the Instagram problem mm-hmm. where it's I want to look really good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you may look really good in one of those photos, but it doesn't remind me of you. Mm-hmm. I want to see your headshot, talk to you and go, yeah, that mm-hmm. looks like you and it reminds me of you. Mm-hmm. I know one of my students, she had a, a picture that should be hanging over her parents, you know, a mantle in their house. Yeah. But 
it didn't remind me sure. of her. She looked gorgeous and beautiful, but if you sat with her and talked in a room, you might go, wait, is this the same person? Yep. So you just have to have your personal essence, yeah. and it has to look like you. Yes. Really basic. Now, number seven. <laughs> number seven. Audition for everything that you can. Mm-hmm. Everything. Why? Because you'll get used to everything that's going on. Yeah. Um, you'll get used to how it works, how the auditions work, the process. I am an acting coach. I help people with auditions. If you can find a good coach, great. Or I know Tim uses Again, people from his acting classes, they help each other mm-hmm. and read for each other. Oh, That's yeah. another way. So audition all you can. Tell me a little bit about Actors Access and how to when I was self, because in my day, mm-hmm. I got an agent really quick and there was no such thing. Yeah. So so tell me a little bit about doing that. Were tele- self, well, self, were there, uh, were there, self-submitting. Were there telephones in your day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Now, when I was non-union, I, you immediately sign up for Actors Access for sure. You have to do that because that's okay. gonna that's gonna expose you to the most jobs for sure. Okay. And when I was non-union, I go out all the time. Now it was student films, non-paying, maybe a eighty-five dollar project here and there. But I was going out all the time, and I was using Los Angeles's public transportation. There you go. Because I was going <laughs> so much, it's like wait, I can't drive there and there, so I'm just going to take right. the train. Right. Um, and it's highly effective. Like Sean says, to get um, get used to it. Also, anytime your face is in front of eyes that have the power to hire you, even if they don't hire you for that job, it's you've you've gained. You've it's called winning the room yeah. as opposed to winning the job. Yeah, they'll remember you in some capacity. Exactly. So just go out as many times, even if it's a non-paying job. You don't know where that student's going to be in five years. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the I uh, the story I told at the beginning of the show. These these uh, casting directors have always fought for me, always like me. You know, I make a joke that they were saying, "Oh, this is your job," and I didn't get it, but. I love having them on my side, Absolutely. and that's because I had a great audition with them maybe 20 years ago, sure. and they've continued to bring me in. So yeah. audition, audition, audition. Yep. Number eight, get a package, meaning you're real, mm-hmm. footage of yourself, and you mm-hmm. want to get that through the student films. That's another reason to do student yes, films. Absolutely. They're going to look good. Now... Uh, I've heard that you can actually do self-tapes of yourself, and you can use that if you don't have anything else. You can have a, let's say your student films, you're only doing comedy, but you need a dramatic thing. Mm-hmm. You can actually do a self-tape, and that's just a reading with a, um, we'll do a whole episode on self-taping, mm-hmm. but with a uh, basic background behind you and someone reading off camera and you doing the scene. Um, my agent just came to my school to talk to them and said, yeah, they, they will look at that to get an idea if you can act. Um, so get you want to get a reel together and or showcase. And mm-hmm. this is what I taught my students when you were one of my students. I want to put you up in front of people as much as possible. Yeah. So we did improv shows. I know the Growlings does shows. Oh, yeah. um, the school I'm doing now, the Flux Comedy Dojo at Playhouse mm-hmm. West, we always do a show at the end of each round of classes after a couple months. And now once they get into advanced in a few months, they're going to be doing uh, sketch uh, improv shows all the time. You want to be able to say, oh, I'd love to see your stuff. Great. I'll email it to mm-hmm. you 
Or you want to be able to say, yeah, come to my improv show next Friday night. Mm -hmm. You know, so showcase yourself. Get yourself out there because that leads into number nine, getting the agent. Mm -hmm. We're killing it now, by the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Get an agent. And how you do that is what Tim was So tell me how you got your agent. You were saying you were emailing. Just just, uh, you have a cover letter and you cold email these agents because they know what you want. And be very brief. Just say, I'm looking for representation. Here's my headshot. Here's my um, resume. And just at your earliest convenience, I would love to get an interview. Something to that effect. Just because then you don't have to. Did you have a package or footage that you said? Or did you have a link at that Uh, time when you'd send those? I had a real, it was was all student films from Nashville. But I had a real, once I landed in L.A., I already had a real. It's better now because it has a little bit of L.A. stuff on it now. Great. Um, But yeah, that's... um, that's what I did. Just you just cold email them. Yeah, just, and, and and sometimes you can have some places like I know I had uh, for my students. I did an industry workshop, mm-hmm. um, industry night where they did scenes, and two people got signed that mm-hmm. night. That's Kat right. and yeah. Megan got yeah. signed that That's night, right. um, and that was because I had an industry night with agents coming to see that. If you know you're going to be in a play or something that they might like, you can always email and say, "Hey, I'm you know." come and see my show. Yeah. If they don't, that's yeah. fine. But at least they kind of see your name, see that you're actually doing sure. something. They just want to see you're doing something, Absolutely. that you're being seen. It's always bad when the impression is, I need you. Mm-hmm. Remember, guys, uh, we were talking about this outside. The agent is 10% of your career. Mm-hmm. You are the 90%. Yep. You make the majority of your work. They help you. They connect you. They put you in rooms that you can't get in. But it's your uh, positivity, attitude, mm-hmm. um, and proactivity that mm-hmm. does the majority of it. And yeah. was just telling a story about uh, how he just got something when he left uh, an agent he had <laughs> in he, Atlanta. He, yeah in Atlanta yeah. and just got a, a new thing just because they liked him and didn't want to go through his agency so it's really all about you so you want to show them that you are someone that's worth their time yep. and if you're putting a reel out there and doing showcases and you're constantly you know the training looks great but you want to be able to say when they say what are you doing you want to be able to say you're doing something. Absolutely. And that's really, really the most important thing. So one thing I talked about last week, my very first episode was attitude. And so as we wrap up the two-year program, I just wanted to say that attitude is, you know, I told you how important that was in the first episode. And I have to say that the reason Tim does so well and continues to move and float and, and change and, you know, we we ended, my school ended, I wanted him to move with me to other school, didn't, it didn't fit. And there was no hard feelings, there was no burning of a bridge. Obviously, he wouldn't be here today if that was the case. <laughs> so so uh, his attitude is great. Now, where do you think you, why do you think you have such a positive attitude about approaching this work because my mama loved me that's that's, that's, that's the honesty but it's uh i grew up in a house of love and laughter and just Uh uh, i've always been i've always had a good attitude right but now that you know when i went to the i went high school military military college college graphic designer 21 years but i've this is the first time I've ever wanted to do something that I really wanted to do. So it's just everything, every time I turn around, it's joy because it's just part of the process of doing what I'm supposed to be doing now. But what would you say to somebody then who who wants to come out here 
and do it as well. Okay. But they get angry or they get bitter or they, you know, why did that person get signed, you know, get picked from the showcase and not oh, me? You, you and, have you to know. take joy in your friends succeeding because, and, right. and it'll be genuine too. You'll genuinely feel, oh my gosh, that yeah. person just signed with that or but, Or what if you just say, I'm just so frustrated. I haven't got an, an agent yet or, you know, the f- focusing on the frustration of it because guys i told you in the first episode it's it's hard it's yeah, not an well, easy thing and it's a it's a specific kind of life right yeah you really have to want it because the frustration is going to be there quite a bit yeah but then when you hit those little little successes it's just like <gasps> now i know why i'm doing this right yeah. so that's the so the very last number 10 evaluate after two years. Mm-hmm. That's what you want to do. You evaluate after two years. So within your first two years, mm-hmm. what was going on? Uh, my first two years, I, I booked a soap opera. I got my SAG card. I got an agent here. I got not quite an agent in Atlanta just yet, uh-huh. but th- I was on the right track. And what I like to call is LA became my body bag city. I'm not leaving here. This is... <laughs> This this is where the coronal will process me because this is this is where I need to be. Well, so so after two years, when you evaluated, mm-hmm. things were moving in the right direction. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, enough success just from, like you said, ninety ninety ten. It's the agent is ten percent. You're ninety percent of it. Most of my successes were me through right. professional relationships, through casting director workshops or classes or whatever. Yeah, it's just like okay, I've got something here that people like to see on camera and so i think i can work and make a living from this and and listen let's say after two years uh you let's say anybody is out here and the classes are hard Mm -hmm. um the teacher keeps saying you know there's things you need to work on then you go to another teacher and that's hard and it's not working you don't seem to be grasping it the lifestyle is too daunting a ton of reasons that you just can't blame yourself for right. it. It's literally just not a fit. Right. If you evaluate and you say, you know what, it's not really working. I don't right. see anything moving in the right direction. Then you go home or wherever you uh, want to go, or you can stay and do a different job. But you get to say, I gave it a real Absolutely. shot. Sure. I put two years of my life, blood, and sweat, and I know that. You know, it just didn't fit for me. It didn't Mm -hmm. work for me. And I don't want to put in more time when I'm not getting any of the right feedback that I need. You can't blame yourself, guys. Mm -hmm. You you just take that two years. And when you're 80 and someone says, oh, you should have been an actor. So, oh, I tried. It didn't work out. Mm -hmm. But you can rest comfortably knowing I gave it 100% of the shot. And, you know, that's really, really crucial to the two-year plan. So, um if you have any questions or thoughts about the two-year plan, you can go to YouTube and you can put it in the comments section underneath. I'm going to be taking questions there. Also, uh, you can rate us and put it in the comments section in on iTunes as well. Uh, if you like the show, give us five stars. And if you liked it on YouTube, give us a thumbs up. You can reach me um, at that guy SMW. Um, that's on Instagram and that is on um, Twitter and you can find me on Facebook under Sean Whalen uh, under Sean Whalen Peeps and uh, next week our fabulous co-host and amazing co-host Roxy will be back she had a uh, literally 
in the air on a, in a plane. She got stuck up there, so she couldn't be here with us tonight. I want to thank uh, Tim. You can find him on IMDb mm-hmm. uh, to reach out to him there. Thank you for living the two-year plan. Thank you. And now, because it's going well, it's turned into a lifelong plan. Yes. Which is which is awesome. Yeah. And that's really why we do this. Uh, so l- reach out to us. Let us know. And as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 